Hey guys, football is back. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week, decline the leaderboard, and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Up to $1,000 first deposit bonus. Double your first deposit, put in $100, and my bookie will give you an extra $100 to gamble with. Use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, like you sit in, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today, mybookie.ag, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, and don't forget to use promo code CHAIR when creating your account to claim the bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet, win, get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey, all you oil fanatics, what's happening? Thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. Appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you're having a good weekend. Uh, baseball playoffs right around the corner. Football has started. I'm a big football fan. I love my Ravens. I hope they do well. They're actually playing Miami this weekend. And by the time you tune into this episode, I'm sure the Ravens already played. And hopefully they won because they're playing Miami. Miami Dolphins are kind of doing the same thing the Orioles are doing with the rebuild, although Miami's not admitting it. <laughs> but they're not admitting it. I don't blame them. They're not going to come out and say, hey, we're tanking this year. Everyone just be patient. They're basically saying, no, nah, we, we, we want to win. We're going for that Super Bowl trophy. And speaking of football, I'm sure you heard all about Antonio Brown. <laughs> the shit show. At first, I'm thinking, all right, he's just fucking nuts. He has a head injury. That's why he's walking away from the money and he's acting like a nut and up to uploading uh, videos on YouTube. But here he is signing one year with New England for the same amount of money. Let the conspiracy theory start. I hate New England. Yes, it's because they're good. Yes, it's because we hear about them cheating. The whole situation with the way Antonio Brown acted and New England out of all the teams. Oh, shit. But, man, what an absolute shit show. I still think something's wrong with Antonio Brown. I, I do think he's nuts. The way that he reacted and handled the situation, being in Oakland, he, he's a fucking maniac, especially with that video he uploaded on YouTube the other night. What the hell was that? And, of course, more studies are coming out about football and head injuries, and it's scary as hell. And I play contact sports, and sometimes I'll have moments where I'm like, oh, was that because... <laughs> Of getting hit in the head so many times. I've been looking for my sunglasses for 30 minutes and I'm wearing them. That's not good. Probably from all the contact sports. Talking a little football there. It's the first week of football. I'm excited. But I'm still watching my Orioles every night. It's frustrating to see them lose the other night. Friday, second and third. One out. Bottom of the ninth. Down by one. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the win. That would have been their first win. First win this year trailing going into the ninth inning but Hanser Alberto man he's been he's been fun to watch this year put down a beautiful bunt to get guys over second and third and 
I see Trey Mancini on deck. I'm like, here we go. This is going to be fun. Maybe tie it up, long fly ball, at least go in extra innings or, or a walk-off. Nothing. I know the Orioles were up 6-4 to four on Friday night. Paul Fry comes in, pfft, shits the bed. It's the fourth outing in his last five in which he has not retired a batter. Paul Fry, you're not good. <laughs> you're not good at all. But we do have baseball playoffs coming up. That'll be interesting. I think we have a good idea who's going to be uh, winning the division and the wild card. Go over that here in a minute. I did get uh, some emails that came in. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the episode last week. I had my buddy Paul stop by. It's always nice to have another voice across the table doing a one-man show. And uh, the <laughs> a lot of people enjoyed the email that came in from Arnold, uh, gentleman by the name of Arnold from, uh, I think, Frederick, Maryland, <laughs> taking a hit of acid, headed over to an Orioles game, apparently took a piss. He was tripping so hard. He did say he was drinking, too. He thought the game was on hold while he was pissing and he couldn't find his way back to his seat. And that was back in the 90s when they uh, you didn't have cell phones, couldn't pick up your phone and say, hey, where the hell are you guys? Tripping my balls off and I can't find my seat. So he said like for three hours, <laughs> he was tripping walking around Camden Yards. And I remember growing up as a kid hearing about this crazy drug acid. And the older I got and the more I've heard about it, I started hearing stories about this guy, uh, His they, they called him Orange Juice. Now, <laughs> and I was told when I was a young lad that there's a guy who took a hit of acid and he had a bad trip and now he's tripping the rest of his life and he thinks he's a glass of orange juice and if he lays down to sleep, he's going to spill over. <laughs> so the rest of his life, he's standing up and that freaked me out. I'm thinking, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> there's a drug out there. That can fuck you up so much. You're going to think you're a glass of orange juice the rest of your life. Screw that. You know, I'm not going to say I never had any fun with shrooms or anything else. But I'm just saying acid. That always scared the shit out of me. It's like I heard that drug will kick you in the balls if you're not in a comfort zone. (laughs) But I have a lot I want to get to here. Again, uh, with Orioles baseball playoffs coming up. Tommy Fan, you douchebag. Going to talk about that, obviously. Mark Trumbo came back. Look, I'm excited to see him. He's been helping the Orioles out. A few doubles, a few RBIs here. So we'll talk about that. But one thing I do want to say, and having a podcast and having you guys chime in, I love it. And sometimes non-sports-related shit comes up that I want to share to just, I don't know, sometimes vent, get your opinion. And this happened about an hour before I started recording here because I had to run out to the uh, grocery store. And I'm probably there once or twice a week, whether I'm picking shit up for uh, people coming over or last minute dinner options, whatever it is. And where I live, I got a million grocery stores, a lot of options. But every fucking time I go to a grocery store, there's those uh, Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts, whatever they call them, raising money, which I think is fantastic. And I have donated. I have. But my limit is up. And here's the thing. What I do now so it doesn't get awkward is I maybe you're hearing this and you're thinking I'm a big asshole, whatever. But I just pretend I'm on my phone, you know, to skip the awkwardness. And what I mean by the awkwardness, and I'm sure you may be dealing with this too. Now, first of all, the reason why my limit's up is normally when I'm going to the grocery store, I, I want to go in and out, done. I, I got things to do. I have a busy schedule every day. I just got to get what I need and get out of there. And I have donated money before. I have signed up for those raffle tickets, and they sometimes can take 10, 15 minutes. 
They got to fill out your information. Nine times out of ten, the pen that they use is out of ink, and they got to find one. And then you got to wind up filling out something. I get it. I shouldn't be bitching because the kids are trying to do a nice thing. I get that part. I've I've done my deed. All right? I've done it a handful of times, and I'm done. Here's what I mean about skipping the awkwardness. First of all, why don't they just put up a big sign? So everyone can see, walking out and walking in, here's why they're raising money. If you want to come by, come by. What bothers me, and again, these are kids. I get it. I I shouldn't sound so asshole-ish. I understand. But what bothers me, let us make our own decision. But they put me on the spot today. I'm walking up, and I hear, excuse me, mister, we're trying to raise money for the poor, or whatever they're raising money for. Excuse me. Excuse me. And I and I knew right away. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I forgot to pretend I'm on my phone. They spotted me. So at this point, everybody walking in and out. Right now, everyone's looking at me thinking, hmm, wonder what he's going to say. In my mind, that's what I'm feeling. That all eyes are on me now. <laughs> Let's see if this guy's a good guy or he's a dick. Well, I just nodded and smiled and said, I'm sorry. I'm in a hurry and went on my way. And I'm just like, ugh, I hated that. Because now I feel like, all right, there, there's the asshole. He, he couldn't donate a dollar or two to help the poor, whatever it is they're raising money for. And what also makes me feel bad on top of that is anytime you say no thank you, they make you feel even worse because then the kid goes, all right, mister, I hope you and your family have a wonderful day. Thank you. And you're like, ugh, <laughs> did you have to say that part? Now I feel like an even bigger a-hole for not giving you any money. So if you have kids and you're tuned into this and you are those parents that stand there in front of the uh, grocery stores asking people for money, again, which is fine, I get it, you guys are doing a good deed, can you just put up the big sign and let people come to you instead of shouting out everybody who walks by you and putting them on the spot? And, And maybe that's the reason they do it. Maybe they have tried the signs and like, this doesn't work. We got to put people on the spot so they feel guilty and then they come and give the money. (laughs) That's all I'm asking. Just put up the sign. So I I just forgot to put the phone up in my ear and pretend I'm on the phone. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. This just happened like an hour or two before I started recording and I'm, I'm still sitting here like, oh, geez, I felt bad. Had to turn down a bunch of kids and their parents are looking at me and uh, whatever that's something i gotta get over hey by the way i didn't think i'd have to remind you but i'm going to just in case you forgot bluechew.com that's blue like the color guys remember the days when you were always ready to go maybe you're still that way maybe you're that guy snap up a finger boom you are ready to perform in the bedroom if not if you need a little just a little kickstart bluechew.com fda approved same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, guys. Day or night, full stomach, empty, doesn't matter. They're chewable, and they work twice as fast as a pill. Whenever you take them, you're ready to go. All right? Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits. Saves you a lot of time. No waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. Going to the doctor's office being like, hey, look, it doesn't work anymore. What can you give me, doc? Okay, they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So listen up, folks. Right now, 
I've got a special deal for my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. Free, folks. All you have to do is use promo code ARMCHAIR. And then just pay the $5 for the shipping. That's it. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and use ARMCHAIR for the promo code. That's all, guys. Just wanted to remind you, if you need a little kickstart, there you have it, BlueChew.com. So last week I was talking about, you know, some obnoxious fans. Uh, any game you go to, not just the Oriole game, whatever game you're you're sitting in trying to enjoy. And we went down a list, you know, your drunk fans, the fans that scream and yell, whatever the list is. So I had a uh, guy by the name of Kevin write in, and he wanted to add on to that. He says, one takeaway from your podcast this week is the fan type that is always around me at games. Now, Kevin's saying this fan that most of the time he goes to a game, he hears this a lot. And he says that he can overhear people explaining to their friend or whoever it is they brought to the game all about the game, all about baseball, the rules, what's happening, because uh, apparently the person that they brought to the game <laughs> doesn't know shit, and that's fine. But what Kevin is saying is that he can overhear him say everything wrong, just completely wrong. So maybe it's the blind leading the blind. He says, I call them dumb fans. And Kevin says, I pick and choose when I want to correct someone and chime in. Now, that's good because, Kevin, I'm glad you said that because you don't want to be that guy where everything that the other person says, you turn around and correct them. So that's good that every now and then you chime in, hopefully again, every now and then. Kevin also talks about the fan that thinks every fly ball is a home run. Now, I completely agree with this, 100%, because no matter where I'm sitting watching a baseball game, I am sitting around people where every, even shallow center field, sometimes even a pop-up to shortstop, you get people jumping up, screaming, clapping, thinking the ball's going 425 feet. No, I've been there and done that myself. I mean, there has been some fly balls. You know, it's bases loaded. It's a fly ball right before the warning track. I jump up. I get excited at first, but then you see the body language of the outfielder, and you're like, shit. (laughs) But I know exactly what Kevin's talking about. Every pop fly, no matter where it is, (laughs) there's those fans that jump up, get excited, start screaming and cheering, and then, oh, shortstop called it. Not a home run. But again, I've been there before. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, Kevin, appreciate you tuning in. Again, you can reach me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys. Now, playoff baseball right around the corner, and I think we're starting to have a pretty good idea what the playoffs are going to look like with the American League, National League. I know the wild card's getting kind of close with a few teams. Other than that, you got the Yankees, uh, Houston, uh, Atlanta Braves, I'm going to say they clinched because they're already nine games up on Washington. It's the Nationals and Braves going at it this weekend, and the Braves already t- uh, took the first two. Now, I know the Washington Nationals went on like a 10-game win streak. Unfortunately, so did Atlanta. So they didn't really get much lead. Atlanta's already won eight in a row. Washington, the last three games they've lost. So that's not working out. St. Louis, Chicago Cubs, two and a half games behind them. That's getting kind of exciting. And then the Dodgers, they clenched back in like April. <laughs> now, Minnesota Twins, if I was a Twins fan, I, <laughs> I'd be pretty upset. If you didn't hear Michael Pineda received a 60-game suspension after testing positive for PEDs. And, of course, he gives the excuse of, I don't know, I just I, I took something from somebody who said it was just a, a Tylenol. I, I don't know what happened. Just the same old bullshit excuse that 
every player makes when they get caught taking PEDs. I didn't know that was on the list. Well, here's an idea. Check. How about that? Who told you? I don't know. Some guy at CVS. He says, no, this is this is good. You'll be fine. So he And he was pitching. It lights out. He was doing all right. I remember a, <laughs> a few years ago, same thing happened to him. He got kicked out of a game, had substance on his neck. Remember that? It looked like somebody put a Sharpie marker. <laughs> Just started writing all over his neck. And what a jackass. I remember Derek Jeter was trying to uh, distract the umpire from looking on that side of his neck. That was fantastic. So I don't know how much that's going to hurt the Twins, but they look like they're going to be right there in the mix. And you've got Tampa Bay quietly. I mean, my God, they have less fans in Camden Yards on a Friday and Saturday night. This is a team that is probably going to be in the wild card as long as they don't shit the bed and lose like five in a row and Oakland and Cleveland win those five. They should be okay. Just kind of keep steady. I know Boston is six games back. I mean, Boston may not even make the the, uh, the playoffs, but they do this every other year. Best, worst, best, worst. Championship, worst. That's what they do. That's what they do. And then you got Texas right behind them, 13 games out. Now, with the Yankees, Houston, and Dodgers, those three teams seem like they're talked about the most. They seem like they're the teams that everyone has a feeling is going to be in the World Series. You know, the Yankees... Obviously, we know what these teams can do in offense. The Dodgers, for crying out loud, they already got the home run record, jumping past the Houston Astros' previous record, which was 20 years ago. They had 249. Dodgers are well past 250. They said bye-bye. You know, Yankees, Houston, look, we know what these guys can do with their bats. Uh, but the Yankees' bullpen, you got Chapman, Britton, Cortez, Adams, and over the past two seasons of this bullpen with the Yankees, they finished with a war of 9.3. You shitting me? Speaking of pitching, you got Houston. They're starting pitching. Ain't too shabby. Verlander, Cole, Granke, Miley, Valdez. And it cracked me up that Wade Miley is in the mix of helping a team uh, get to the playoffs. He's got a 13-4 and record, 336 ERA. I know the wins and losses, it doesn't tell the full story. When you're on a team like the Houston Astros who score a ton of runs, they win a ton of games. So I think it's going to be fun to see what happens, and you never know. You never know. A team like Minnesota, they could just get hot. It's all about when you get hot at the right time. We all know that. You know, a team right before the playoffs could win 15 in a row. They go to the wild card, they lose 18 to nothing. I mean, we see it all the time. I do have my eye on Tampa, those sneaky little shits. I just hope the fans get out there and and cheer this team on. My God. But Tampa Bay, that's why I keep telling people. I'm like, look, if Tampa Bay and Miami still have a team in baseball, I don't think... The Orioles are going anywhere. It just amazes me that Tampa Bay, they're, they're there. And I hate this saying. It's so cliche. I, I know. It, it sounds like nails on a chalkboard when you hear people say it. But if the season ended right now, Oakland would be going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay would be the home team. And they have like 4,000 people maybe in their stands on a Friday night game of the highlights that I see. If, if the Orioles are not playing Tampa and I'm seeing highlights, I'm like, oh, it's terrible. And speaking of Tampa Bay, I got to talk about Tommy Fan acting like a whiny bitch. TV tough guy. I, I just don't like that because even if you talk shit into a game, you know how baseball players are. They're going to talk shit to each other and they're going to wait for 20 guys to get in between them and then they're going to get really aggressive. But if you didn't hear about this, Dylan Tate threw a fastball, got away a little bit up towards the head of Tommy Fan. It's not like he had to dive five feet out of the way or else it would have killed him. 
but it came close. And no batter wants to have a 95 fastball up near the face. I get it. Nobody likes that. Even when you know it's not on purpose, sometimes they still look back at the pitcher and they're like, dude, what the fuck was that? But Tommy Fan, he goes off about how, you know, he he wanted to kill Dylan Tate. Those were his words. He says, I wanted to kill him. And, of course, he winds up being the guy to walk off that game. But we're late in the game. The Orioles are still trying to win it. What the hell would he come out there trying to hit people for? Well, obviously, the majority of fans, even some Tampa Bay fans I saw on Twitter being like, Tommy, shut up. He wasn't trying to throw at your head. Even Brandon Hyde was like, dude, calm down. And it was really funny what he said, the post-game comments about that situation. Brandon Hyde said, we're in a place that's like playing in the Florida State League where you can hear the lights buzz. So you're going to be able to hear everything. Brandon Hyde said, I didn't hear anyone in the dugout cheer when the ball went up towards his face. Because Tommy Pham said one of the things that annoyed him is when the ball went up towards his face. He swore he heard the Orioles dugout cheering. What? And even when you're watching the game in Tampa, it's true. It's eerie. You can hear everything that goes on. And I (laughs) think that's a great example, Brandon Hyde. You can hear the lights buzzing. I mean, it's a very quiet stadium. Because there's no fans there, except for their cowbells every now and then. So Tommy Fam, I mean, what a jackass statement. You know, I got thrown at and their dugout was cheering. Shut up. No, they weren't. So for that, and I wouldn't be rooting for Tampa Bay anyway, but I hope they lose. Again, I, I've said this. Um, I, I root against the team in our division. And then after that, whatever American League team goes to the World Series, I root against them and I want the National League. I know. It may sound like an odd situation, but that's how I've always been. If there's somebody who's in our neighborhood and it's not us who's in that game, I don't want them to win. <laughs> I want them and the fans to feel the misery that we're feeling because we're not there. I know it's a very childish and selfish way of looking at sports, but that's how I am no matter what sport it is. But, hey, by the way, I should have mentioned this earlier, it's been pretty exciting Watching down in Delmarva, Bowie, the Gulf Coast League. I mean, we've got three teams, farm teams, that made the playoffs. Now, uh, unfortunately, Delmarva Shorebird season's over, losing the extras the other night, racking up 90 wins. Top minor league team in the country with 90 wins. They had a great season. Their pitching is outstanding. Grayson Rodriguez, you got Gray Fenter, who has an ERA of 181. And the Shorebirds pitching had 1,306 strikeouts on the year. It's not only a team record, this was pretty cool, but a South Atlantic League record. So good for them. That's fantastic. Now you got AA Bowie Bay Sox, 2019 Western Division champs. That was cool. The Bowie Bay Sox are now facing the Harrisburg Senators. They take a 2-1 to lead in the series. And uh, both teams obviously playing for a chance at the Eastern League Championship. And Michael Givens, Anthony Santander, and Dylan Tate, uh, along with Mike Elias, went there the other night to watch the game. So that was pretty cool. It's exciting to see this. It is. Again, I know we hate seeing the Orioles lose night after night. Like the other night, when I thought they were going to, Trey Mancini was going to walk off. It was second and third, bottom of the ninth, one out, down by one, and they don't do it. Oh, whether it's fighting for the playoffs or not, or it's like last night when they still only have 46 wins, it it's frustrating. And I just turned off the TV. I walked upstairs. I'm like, why am I still upset? But it's because I love the Orioles.
And I know everybody's hearing about Mount Castle, speaking of minor leagues, and they're like, why? Why aren't we seeing Mount Castle? It's because of Trumbo. No, it's not. It's not because of Mark Trumbo. Some fans wish he'd just move on and give young guys a chance like Mount Castle and Hayes. Even if he was here, I don't think we'd see them. I don't think we'd see Mount Castle. It's not what's happening here. I'm actually proud of Mark Trumbo working his ass off to help. I mean, since he's been back, he's had a few RBIs, a couple doubles. He's helped the team. And Mount Castle, I mean, look, there, there could be a couple reasons why we haven't seen him. Why, again, there's no rush. Other than the fans wanting to see some new entertainment. I, I understand that. You know, we're, we're, we're paying for this fun product. And when it gets old and they're losing, we're like, hey, next man up, new entertainment. Let's go. Bring him up. I want to see him. But we've got Mike Elias to help bring everyone down to reality, saying there's no rush. Everyone just relax. Now, Mountcastle is tearing it up. But from what I'm reading and hearing about, it seems he does need work on plate discipline. He's got 130 strikeouts to 24 walks. So, again, you know, not anything to be freaking out about. But, again, he's also bouncing around out there with different positions. I don't know if you've heard about his arm or seen his arm, but it's like a wet noodle. I remember they put him on third base. I saw like one or two highlights, and I was like, oof, (laughs) what happened there? So bouncing back from third to first base to left field. You know, the Orioles don't need a designated hitter right now just to come up so the fans get excited. They just want to work on on some things. No rush. Let them work on some things. Bring them up. But again, on the other hand, you don't want to hold them down, players down for too long. I'm a, a true believer that you can screw up their mojo, but it, you know it would be nice to see some new faces and some new talent. But you've been hearing this all season. Have some patience. Relax. It should be fun coming up, seeing some new faces, but there's no reason to have these players come up. I mean, enjoy the guys you got now. Look, Hanser, uh, Santander, Villar. Santander has been... A great addition. He's been fun. I hate to give Duquette props, but that's his Rule 5 guy. Dan Duquette loved his Rule 5s. <laughs> he loved them. But every time Santander comes up to bat, I stop what I'm doing to watch him. There's a buzz about this guy. Look, he had a 112-mile-per-hour home run the other day. It was a doubleheader against Tampa, and it's just an easy swing. And that ball... When it jumped off the bat, it went over in a right field corner right next to the foul pole. But when it, it left the bat, it looked like it was just going to be a line drive. But he fucking punched the hell out of this ball so hard, it just went over the wall. 112 miles per hour. Strong kid. Santander also had an 11-game hitting streak, and the guy's just tearing it up. Working on his glove, tearing it up in the batter's box. He's just a fun player. Hopefully, he'll be part of the future. But I'm seeing people on Twitter compare him to Eddie Murray. (laughs) Slow down, people. I know when fans see their favorite team with a player who's doing fantastic and just fun to watch, they just get a little crazy. Start comparing him to Hall of Fame players like Eddie Murray. Maybe that'll be a discussion for a different time. I do have a guest coming on in a couple weeks. We're going to wrap up the season. Maybe I'll ask him how he feels about that, (laughs) comparing Santander to Eddie Murray. So hopefully he keeps it up and we continue to have fun watching this guy. Uh, One thing I did want to get to before I wrapped up this episode, and if you tune in to the show, 
I'm sure you've heard me say a million times, I'm in favor of radar. I'm in favor of making this game more fair with the calls. Because strikes and balls, in my opinion, are the most important calls in any sport. And Angel Hernandez is known for having terrible calls behind the plate. The guy's lost his marbles. But the guy just seems like he has <laughs> doesn't understand what a strike looks like. Now, if you don't remember, back in 2017, he filed a lawsuit against Major League Baseball, felt that he, as well as several other umpires, were constantly passed up on for promotions due to his race. He also felt that his Cuban descent played a role in determining whether or not he would be umpiring playoff games. Also, Monday, it was ruled that the umpire would have to undergo a psychiatric evaluation and sit for additional questioning. And it says here, I'm just reading, uh, according to Ryan Boyson of Law 360, a New York federal judge deemed the measures necessary in light of the $9 million emotional stress claim being sought. So MLB had requested an eight-hour independent psychiatric exam and four hours of additional testimony to find out basically if he's full of shit. But because Hernandez finally attached a dollar figure to what had previously been an undefined distress claim, and because of the size of that claim, the uh, judge, it says Gabriel Gorenstein, wrote in favor of MLB. Now, this is the second big blow to Hernandez's case against the league, with the first coming last month when the judge ruled that the umpire couldn't sue for discrimination in both Ohio and New York. Not only was the Ohio claim tossed out, But the judge then denied a request to keep MLB from accessing records of correspondence between Hernandez and the umpire's union. So not sure what this guy's future is going to look like, Angel Hernandez, with continuing to be an umpire, continuing to make bad calls. And, you know, jokes are out there talking about a psychiatric exam. How about an eye exam? The guy's fucking terrible with calling strikes and balls. It's really bad. So I cannot wait, and I hope things get worked out with that radar with calling strikes and balls because now, you know, I've heard that there's like a five-second delay. I hear sometimes, you know, I think they're using Wi-Fi. It'll go in and out. You know, how do you know somebody doesn't tap into the Wi-Fi and fuck with the balls and strikes? So there is a lot they need to do, but if they can get this figured out, bring that motherfucker on because these umpires, I don't know if it's just, I don't know what it is, but it seems like things are not looking well for the umpire standing behind the the plate. So hopefully that gets taken care of. All right, like I said, in a couple weeks, we'll be having another guest on the show, another voice on the show talking about Orioles baseball. And keep an eye on the Bowie Bay Sox because they are rolling over their opponents, taking names, kicking doors down, and winning ball games. So there is championship baseball happening in Maryland they're called Bowie Bay Sox. we got to keep rooting them on. Again, love to hear from you guys. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see ya.